sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. And it was the first time a team had won despite the things. Crowd sends the ball to deep center field. That one is crushed, and that one is gone. Mike Trout wasting no time getting the halos on the board. Boy, does Trotty love hitting against the Texas Rangers. That's his 41st career home run versus Mike Trout. He got himself in a very good count. 3-1 pitch, crushes it to dead center field. Unbelievable numbers for Trout against Texas. We'll do it again. It's good offense, right? Let's see. Everybody's on the case. And eventually Crawford puts it on the deck. Now this is the way to attack Seattle this afternoon. Put it up in the vortex. It's 2-1. See, this is the first inning they're trying this offense, and it's working especially well. You don't have to hit it hard. You don't have to hit it far. You just have to hit it straight up. This is way up there. You see everybody converging once again. Suarez is there. Crawford is there. Frazier thought he had a shot. France came over. Belgium came over. It was amazing. And at the end, Crawford misses it. on this Friday, April 15th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. What's going on, LLs? How are you on this? Uh, Friday, good Friday uh, Passover day, if you will. A uh, lot to get to over the next uh, 60 minutes, including Mama said there'd be days like this. Anti-celebration systems in play tonight. Angels are about to screw up a good thing. Play in games part two, 54 to one nearly hits. Uh, give me that ball back. Injured or just a mental midget. Minute restrictions for Curry. Where is Zion? Something stinks in Denmark or Milwaukee. And great sports misnomers chapter 25 we'll get to all those stories plus your phone calls pyramid plays open parlays and of course opposite picks over the next 57 minutes yes it is a beautiful day what do we have there a couple of highlights uh, mike trout uh the typical mike trout hitting a home run in a game in which they lose by five or six runs whatever it ended up being there but it was a blowout game uh valley sports the uh, credit valley sports west there with the call and then uh nbc uh sports uh, network in chicago Chicago with the uh, the pop up with winds blowing about 50 miles an hour uh, in Chicago causing havoc for the uh, Mariners uh, White Sox game yesterday. Good job by all those involved there. So a couple of winners yesterday, some uh, conspiracies. We got the 75th anniversary today. Jackie Robinson, one of the great sports misnomers of all time. We'll get to that uh, as well and all the other little good little nuggets. Dodgers win last night. We'll start there 9 to 3. They're doing it again. I tell you this team is amazing. I really uh, after watching baseball for 40 years here as a little kid, I, I can't remember a team not that I worried about gambling when I was five, but, uh, well, a little bit. Uh, but I can't remember a team 
that has won as many games as the Dodgers have over the last two years by two runs or more when it's either a tie game in the eighth inning or they're losing. Last night, 3-3, eighth inning. You know, if, you, if you're laying the, the runs and a half, which, you know, most people are, who's laying, um, you know, minus 250, minus 275, actually it was on a baseball game, right? Let's you put it in a parlay. So most people betting it straight or laying a run and a half, you think you're doomed. First of all, you thought you won because they're up 3 nothing early on. Nice, easy. You figure this is going to be a 15 nothing victory. Then the Reds battle back. They tie it at 3, and you're like, oh, fudge. Yeah, Dodgers are going to score one run, the bottom of the ninth. They're going to win 4-3, to three, maybe a run in the eighth. Ah, man, we're going to walk. Nothing worse than laying a run and a half, have your team and win, and you lose the bet. And what happens? They score six runs in the eighth inning. I mean, that stuff happened last year. Time after time after time after time. I never see a team be able to rally and score runs like they do in the eighth and ninth innings of these games. It's amazing. It, it, it really is amazing. So they did it again last night. Angels are going to screw up. I, I'm telling you, they lose last night to the Texas uh, Rangers. What was it, ten to six or ten to four, whatever it was? Otani got blistered, uh, bladder splattered again. Um, gave up a, a grand slam for the first time in his career. It's the Texas Rangers, too. 10-5 to 5 was, was the final. His line score at the end was uh, not a very impressive uh, six runs on six hits, two walks, the one grand slam in three and two-third innings. So second straight bad outing. He's now 0-2 with an ERA of over 7.5, 7.56. So what's the problem? The problem is he stayed in the game. What do you mean he stayed in the game? He pitched. He got knocked out the three and three and two thirds. You said, yeah, but he stayed in the game. They allowed him to continue to be the DH. Now, listen, I never played in the, the major league level before. Thank you very much. But I'm guessing when pitchers leave after you know, in this case, three and two third innings, seventy pitches, not not thirty or forty, you know, seventy. They go back into the dugout, they put ice on their arm, they get a rub down, they get this, they get that, and all this other good stuff, right? That's not Otani. Now, he's only a DH, so he's not playing the field, I'll grant you that. And he may be doing some of those things regardless in between at-bats. But you can't sit there and tell me with a straight face, a player who's had nothing but injuries, nothing but arm injuries since he's been in the league, should still be allowed to sit uh, in the dugout after throwing 70 pitches versus not really getting his arm worked on. They're going to screw this guy up. It's the Angels. All right, just getting underway. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number, 844-843-6879. lot to get to, but yeah, you know, you can't have the Otani uh, still playing when he, like I said, he's been in the league, what, three years, whatever it is, every single year, there's always an arm injury, shoulder injury, there's something going on with him, and, and now you're going to have him continue to play after throwing 70 pitches? They're going to screw this kid up. You know, the baseball doesn't have that many faces. Angels actually have two of the maybe five. We tried to figure it out in a podcast yesterday. 
And it's true. Taking your bias of, uh, you know, okay, I'm a Yankee fan, Red Sox fan, Dodger fan, whatever, all that out of the equation. You're the casual baseball fan. You want to go see a ball game and you tell your kids and wife or whatever, okay, let's go to a game and, and, and let's let's pick and see who's in town that we would want to go see that one, all right? So you got Otani. You'd want to go see him. Yeah, I think uh, most people, I wouldn't because uh, I think he's the most overrated player in the history of mankind. Uh, most people would go see Mike Trout, right? All right anyone else in the uh, in the National, in the American League West, Astros, would, would you go see Jose Altuve? Eh, you know, nah, nah, I'm not going to go out of my way, no. Anybody in the AL Central, whether it's the Indians or White Sox or Twinkies or any of those teams, is there anyone really there? You know, Miguel Cabrera a while ago, but not anymore. No, not, not really. Uh, you know, really anyone on the on the Red Sox? Uh, no, that, then that's the problem. That's why they, you know, they can't sell tickets because they're good, but they don't have any superstars. David Manny and Big Poppy and those guys, they're gone. They're no, no one's, there's not an attraction there. Stackies, I'll give you Aaron Judge. I don't think anyone else is going out of their way to go see uh, Giancarlo Stanton or any of the other, uh, you know, steroid users. Um, National League. You want to tell me Jacob DeGrom? All right. You know, again, overrated pitcher in my eyes. But you, you might go out of your way. If the Mets are in town, let's go see the, the, the game that DeGrom pitches. So that's three. Anyone else on the Mets? No. Uh, anyone on the Phillies? You want to say Bryce Harper? You know, I think his 15 minutes of fame are over, to tell you the truth, even though he had a nice year last year. But I don't think people are really going out of your way. But, okay, people know Bryce Harper. I'll give you that one. Anyone on Atlanta? No. Good young players. I take them on my team, World Series winners. But am I actually going out of my way to go see the Atlanta Braves because of this guy? No. Anyone else in the National League East? No. Anybody in the National League exists? Central? Milwaukee? No. St. Louis? Not anymore. Any of the Cubbies? No. Broken up. Pirates? No. Reds? No. National League West? Even on the Dodgers? You know, you might go see the Dodgers because they're the Dodgers, but I'm not going out of my way to see Freddie Freeman or even uh, my guy Mookie Betts. Not really. You know, Giants? No. And uh, Arizona and Colorado? No. So what do you really have in baseball? Literally, like four or five guys tops. You know, Manny Machado, no. You know, four or five guys tops. Maybe a couple of young guys up in Toronto, maybe, that would make you go to their, those games. Otani's one of them, and they're screwing it up. They're screwing it up, I'm telling you. You mark it down right now. You know, little predictions that we like to make during the course of seasons. He's going to come down with another arm injury, and they're going to wonder why. And I'm going to tell you, well, because I told you back in April, you have this guy staying in games after he's throwing 70 pitches where he should be having his arm worked out, and, and he's not. He's still being the DH. And he can't hit worth a lick anyway when he pitches. He's awful. Another one for four last night with two more strikeouts. The guy's hit less than 200. 75 years ago. Jackie Robinson breaks into baseball. How about that? Been 75 years. Wow. 1947 seemed like a few years ago, right? But now, now it is 75 years. One of the great sports misnomers you could uh, use at the water cooler today. I bet less than a handful of people know what I'm about to tell you. What? He wasn't black, Scott? No, he was black. Duh. It's not that stupid. It's not that crazy. <laughs> But how many people have I asked you? All right, 1947, how many people broke into baseball? Well, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. So, so what, your answer is one? Yeah, one. And then the gates flooded open, and then everyone came flushing in in 1948, right? No. Not even close. You realize there were not one other person, not two other people, not three other people, 
Do you realize there were four other Negroes, blacks? I don't even know how you describe yourself these days. Minorities that broke into baseball in 1947, including another Brooklyn Dodger. In night, no, yeah, no, yeah. After Jackie broke in in 1947, a couple months later, Larry Dolby broke in with the Cleveland Indians, or then the Indians, now the Guardians. I think most people are familiar with Larry Dolby, first American League uh, black player, right? But then the St. Louis Browns in the National League signed two black players, Hank Thompson and Willard Home Run Brown. They also played for Kansas City, the Monarchs, uh, the Negro League that uh, Jackie was on. So they made their debuts in, in mid-July. So you had three guys aside from Jackie, and then later on in 1947, the Brooklyn Dodgers brought up a pitcher, Dan Bankhead, who, uh, when everything said and done, wasn't very good, but still, he was also on the team in 1947. I, I bet nobody recognizes that. And, and, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Jackie Robinson. He was the first one, and no doubt these other guys wouldn't have been able to get their opportunities without Robinson being the first. But I, I think most people kind of think that he was the first, and he played all season all by himself. And then after 1947, and then, then maybe the floodgates opened, and then the minorities were all allowed to be allowed to baseball. That also is not the case. They trickled in one by one. It, it took a lot of years for baseball to really be integrated. But he wasn't the only one. You, you never hear about these poor other guys and who no doubt, just like Jackie, took a lot of grief and had to swallow his pride. But he's billed as like he was the only one and only he could have done it. And without his uh, trials and tribulations and dealing with all the stuff he had to deal with for that year, or maybe two years, all these others wouldn't have, uh, you know, been allowed in. And that, that that's just not the case. These other guys, we never hear about Hank Thompson because he wasn't a good ball player or at least as good as, uh, you know, Jackie. You really don't even hear about Larry Doby that much, you know, and he's a Hall of Famer and, and Willard home run Brown. I mean, these guys went through the same thing. Wasn't no doubt any easier on them. I don't, not that I want to, again, take away from Jackie, but I'd like to give some of these other guys a little bit more credit as well. So there you go. Water cooler stuff. 1947. Yeah, there were four other blacks that played in baseball, including a, a teammate. All right, NBA. Something stinks in Denmark here. Something really stinks. FanDuel, anyway, has what they call first quarter parlays for these series. So instead of betting Philadelphia minus 185 to win the series against Toronto, you can bet Philadelphia wins the first game and the series, and it drops the odds down from minus 185 to 115. Do the same thing with the Celtics. Drops the Celtics line from minus 130 against Brooklyn to plus actually 120. Golden State line drops from minus 275 to minus 160. Memphis minus 320 to uh, minus 170, and nothing on Utah and Dallas because of the status with Luka. And in the playing series, matchups have to be determined yet. So what's the problem? Milwaukee's line drops from 1,100 to minus 360. All right, so think about that. Philadelphia's line is dropping from minus 185 to minus 115. That's less than a 50% drop. Boston's line is dropping 50 points, which is less than a 50% drop. Golden State's line, minus 275 to minus 160, is less than a 50% drop. Same thing with Memphis. Milwaukee's line, though, 
the prohibitive favorite, the series that people would love to be able to bet Milwaukee, is not only dropping more than 50%, it's dropping basically 66%. They're giving you a 66 or 65% discount from minus 1100 to minus 360. The Bucks against the Bulls. The Bucks beat the Bulls four straight this year. Two of them being blowouts. Why are they giving you that much of a discount? Boy, that has rat you know what written all over it. Phone calls coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In the air to left field for Machado. His fifth hit of the game is a home run. A two-run shot. A five-hit night for Manny Machado. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Ah, there you go, Valley Sports San Diego with the call as the uh, the Padres do take care of the Atlanta Braves, ruining one of our uh, open parlay plays that we had. We'll get to that here in a second. 844-843-6879. Yeah, I'm telling you, mark it down right now. Milwaukee loses game one of that series against the Bucks. I'll give you another little uh, little betting tip here since that's what we're all about, right? Because that just doesn't make any sense. Why would all these other series have their lines drop about 40% and have the Milwaukee series drop literally 60%? It doesn't doesn't compute. Doesn't matter. Well, why, why would that one be the one? And again, that's the one where people are like, well, I'm not laying 1100 I got to find another way to bet this thing. And you're telling me I can bet at minus 360? Boy, I could drop it all the way down from 1100 to 360. All they have to do is win at home, game one, and then win the rest of the series? I'm telling you, you watch. You, you watch the Milwaukee Bucks lose game one of this series. And then I'll say, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Here's the other thing. Now, their odds were a little bit better when I first noticed it. Uh, thank you very much. On Wednesday. But it's still halfway decent now. You can bet also on FanDuel who will have the most, well, not most points, who will have the highest scoring average in a series. <coughs> and the Greek freak is really not Greek was uh, basically minus uh, five to one. And I said, you know, if this series plays out like I think it will, it'll be a blowout. And uh, the Bucks will win this one in, in four, maybe five. I, I really don't think it'll go six. But, you know, there'll be a lot of garbage time points. Greek Freaks got a long ways to go. They know the NBA trials and tribulations to get to the championship after winning it last year. I could see this guy being on the bench and really not scoring that many points. So who's next in line? DeMar DeRozan. He was plus 470 two days ago. He's down to 380, but it's still not bad. And the Greek freak who's really not Greek. He's only minus uh, 370. But, you know, again, a 4-1 to one was a little bit better with DeRozan, but 380 as the highest point guy in that series is not bad. In fact, I will tell you, in the four games that the Bucks and Bulls played this year, DeMar DeRozan, total points, 120. Greek freak, 112. Now, is four games enough? Well, uh, the NBA series figures to be about four games, right? Maybe five. 
So if DeMar DeRozan can outscore uh, Giannis in the four games in a regular season, you want to give me 380 to have him do it again in the postseason, where, again, I could see the Bucks resting Giannis a little bit, knowing it's a long haul where the Bulls are basically done. I could see uh, DeRozan going off for 30 points plus, 35-40. He went for 40-21, 29-30 in the four games. I think that's a solid. You know, nothing's a lock, but I think that is a solid plus uh, 380 bet on DeRosa to be your leading scorer, your, your, your tip of the day. All right, 844-843-6879. John in Manhattan starts us off uh, on this uh, Friday morning. What's up, John? How are you today? Well, Scott, you're a, a Catholic uh, talk show host, so let me be the first to wish you happy Good Friday, Scott. Um, <laughs> I was cracking up yes. because I'm on hold to speak with you, and there's an uh, advertisement for generic Viagra. There's an, an ad for alcohol, and then uh, you're on the air, a good Catholic guy promoting gambling on Good Friday. <laughs> you can't make it up, Scott. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good trifecta. There you go. That, that's the, the world 2022. But we're going to church though later on so we're all clean for all our sins that's <laughs> pretty funny and what's that expression it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission right scott right exactly exactly what better way to honor jackie robinson tonight when you want to uh, turn on the dodgers game and see how they speak about what he you know meant to the the country and the league and, and baseball and all those things and then you can't get the game because it's on apple tv scott and uh, uh, before you I, I go, really? I, I want you to comment on that. But also, nah. can we um, take Shea Otani out of the Hall of Fame for a minute? Did you see that start he had yesterday? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I did. Yesterday and his first start, both starts, uh, two losses, or at least they lost both games anyway. I don't know if he got the first loss, uh, but he did last night. Yeah, not not good. This guy has been, you know, I, I don't want to be a pessimist and say, well, he's got to choose. He's either going to be a hitter or a pitcher. Pick one, you know the old school like that. I mean, listen, if the guy can do it, the guy can do it, but clearly he has arm issues. Clearly. And he has head issues as well. This weekend, I'm going to come up with the numbers officially, but I know we did it last year. I looked it up for about uh, four-fifths of the season. I stopped in the month of September. His batting average when he was pitching versus his not pitching was atrocious. Atro it, it was literally like... I remember being like five for 45 with maybe one or two home runs and a couple of RBIs. I mean, he was awful. There's clearly some kind of barrier where he can't do both. And that's fine. He's, he's a mere mortal. I don't know why they continue to ask him to do both this year. Let him If he's got to pitch, let him pitch. You know, stop trying to make a story that's not there. He sucks as a hitter when he's pitching. And right now this year, he's sucking doing both. So, But they're going to screw him up. They will. That Dodger game's on Apple TV. I don't know how you get Apple TV. I don't know if you to download something, to subscribe to something, but out of all the games, they're going to use this game as the game they're going to put on Apple TV, a game in which everybody should be, uh, you know, being able to watch. Wow. That's, that's, again, all about money. All about the Bucks. Amazing. Sad. Dom in East Rochester. Dom, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio. Hey, Scotty, quick reminder, don't forget hey. to play the chicken. Uh, don't forget to play yes, the chicken. for the uh, podcast. Today. <laughs> I will. Oh, yeah. I'll lead off with that today. Yeah, that's, that's classic. And, I, uh, you know, I'm following John, uh, a legend in his own mind. Speaking of legends in their <laughs> own mind, speaking of legends in their own mind, who do you know 
what celebrity do you know that was born in 1947, Scotty? Uh, you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Legend in my own mind. Anyway, Scotty, before I come up with a very unpopular uh, take, uh, it, it's good to agree with you on something. They're going to screw up this Otani. They, they will screw him up. You can bet on it. Absolutely yep. bet on it. Scotty, my unpopular take is, you know, I've been saying for years that, okay, Jackie Robinson, I get it. You know, the year I was born, I get it. Believe me. And it was, it was a situation for sure. But Dobie's never gotten any notoriety from his situation because it couldn't have been a picnic either. But, you know, Scotty, I think this everybody wearing number 42 is one of the stupidest things going. And for nothing else, Scotty, so they have the day every year, every year. But, you know, Scotty, how about Ted Williams' day every year? When in the service in the middle of his career, not once, but twice, okay? And for nothing else, you know, Babe Ruth Day, who saved the freaking game, you know, between him and Gehrig. And I'm not saying just because they're Yankees, Scotty. I started out with one of your guys. You know, there's other guys, too, that that were very, very important to baseball. And, and it, it's always just this one damn racial thing. We just can't. Get rid of it. But, again, everybody wearing 42, that's stupid, really stupid. Yeah, I, I think they do that, Dom, and I appreciate the phone call. They, they need to be able to do something, and that's really all you can do, right? I mean, we you can't have everyone wear Dodger uniforms or, uh, you know, you know, what would you do? You start an all-black lineup? I mean, you got to come up with something significant, and it's kind of like, okay, that that's, you know, that, that's what we could do. It's, it's a small little gesture. Um, you know, retiring the uniform number 42 for everybody. I, I'm not one on, on retiring uniform numbers. I like to keep things active because I do believe out of sight, out of mind. But when you retire something, it is out of sight. So they got to kind of bring it back into people's minds. And that's kind of what they're doing today by having everyone wear 42. Um, I, I don't have an issue with it. It, it. But I do, you know, I agree with you in that when you bring this stuff up, while it's great to honor somebody, uh, and the great accomplishment and the, and the great turn, it, it, it also brings up old wounds again, you know? So when, when is it to just, like, let it go, all right? We, we don't, you know, but that's minimizing what he was, who he was and what he did and all that other good stuff. So it, it's it's a, it's a precarious situation. It's a little, you know, what do you do? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, you want to be able to move on, you know, accept the fact that the baseball, you know, the one, I'll tell you what, and I've mentioned this before, you know, you want to correct the wrong. Like, we we all know it was wrong before 1947 not to have minorities in baseball. We all acknowledge that and, and, and honor Jackie, and rightfully so, right? But, you know, don't forget the fact that the, the commissioner was, was the guy that was in charge of that stuff. You know, we all... Um, you know, no uh, Kennesaw Mountain Land is basically because of the Black Sox, and that's when he came into, uh, you know, being the commissioner, and he's known as cleaning up baseball and all this other. Well, he was the guy that also kept blacks out, and this guy's in the Hall of Fame. You want to correct a wrong? Kick him out of the Hall of Fame. Say, this guy was a racist. This is the guy we had. Why, why, why he had to wait till 1947 to put blacks in baseball? Because of this guy. He was the leader of it anyway. 
So that's something, you know, maybe correct something that needs to be corrected versus maybe just uh, alluding to the same thing over and over and over again. You know, someone's just, we don't ask questions in this world. It really, it, it's sad. You know, no one says, well, all right, Jackie integrated baseball 1947, right? Yeah. Okay. So why weren't they allowed before 1947? Nobody asked that. Yeah, I mean, that's a basic question, you know, interviewing 101, and because we don't want to delve down into that road and, you know, find out that uh, these guys were all racist before that and even after that. So very weird. Opposite picks, pyramid plays, and uh, all our open parlays all coming up next right here on sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Music means time to take out your padded pencils, get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, three and four yesterday, dropping our overall numbers to 104, up 116, down minus 985 of your $100 players. So we got some ground to make up. We'll do it tonight. Uh, we'll start in the NBA. Atlanta Hawks laying two and a half at Cleveland. You know, trends all say the cadavers. They really do. Cleveland's great at home against the spread. Atlanta is atrocious on the road against the spread. But the brain says Hawks. And I'm going with the brain here. Uh, Hawks have the best player on the court in Trey Young. And I go with the best player in the team. Mantra 70 or so percent of the time. This is one of those times. I just think Atlanta's great run in the postseason last year is going to count over into this year. They got the mental edge from that standpoint over Cleveland, and I just think they're the better team, even though they did not finish with the better record. So, love, 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 love Atlanta here, laying only two and a half. Uh, give me a Cleveland plus the two and a half. Pick number two. Uh, Clippers laying four versus New Orleans. Pelicans were celebrating just a little too much over their San Antonio victory Wednesday night. Tough to come back down to earth and fly over 3,000 miles to Los Angeles to play not the Lakers, but the L.A. Clippers. It's like, uh, who cares, right? Uh, you know what? I think the Clippers are the better team. They would have been the better team. They were the better team, actually, but they really would have been the better team had Paul George played the entire year. They won five straight to close out the regular season and snubbed their toe a little bit there in Minnesota. I was surprised about that, but uh, they're, they're going to beat New Orleans. They're not losing to New Orleans at home. Laying only four is a gift for the boys in Vegas. Love the Clippers tonight. Yeah, give me New Orleans plus the four. Pick number three, Winnipeg, plus a goal and a half at Florida. Only a couple of hockey games on the schedule tonight. Tough going against the Panthers uh, at home, but you know what? We're getting monster odds here. Jets battling for a playoff spot, uh, grabbing a goal and a half against a team, Florida, that really has the number one spot locked up. They're up 10 points with uh, about 10 games left. Jets have some ground to make up. They have to win these games no matter who they're playing. I'm getting a goal and a half. Love Winnipeg here. Eh, give me Florida minus the one and a half goals. Pick number four, baseball. Arizona plus two to one at the New York Mets. Ah, one of our favorite betting systems in play, the anti-celebration system. 
Mets unveiling the new Tom Seaver statue before the game. They're going to have some on-field ceremonies as well. What better team to guarantee a victory than have the Arizona pathetic Diamondbacks in town? You know that. Mets know that. And Arizona knows that. They know this game wasn't picked by accident. That's going to get them especially pumped up as the underdog. And I love playing dogs in these spots. I'm telling you, they win way more than they lose. Love Arizona getting two to one. Uh, give me the Mets minus the 250. <coughs> Pick number five, Tampa Bay plus 115 at Chicago, the White Sox. Two things going for the Devil Dogs here. One, they're better than the White Sox. And two, they have a right-handed pitcher starting. White Sox are awful against good teams and even worse when they start right-handed pitchers. They thrive against lefties, but not so against righties. I'm getting on with a team that won over 100 games last year. Love Tampa Bay here. Uh, give me the White Sox, minus the 145. Pick number six, St. Louis, uh, plus 140 at Milwaukee. Cardinals live dogs all series. I know they lost yesterday, but the Miles Michaelis starts for St. Louis tonight. Willie Peralta for the Brew Crew, uh, who were the class of the National League Central last year. No two ways about it, but they were only 8-11 versus St. Louis last year, including just 3-7 and seven at home. Love the Cardinals here, getting decent odds. Uh, give me Milwaukee minus the 160. Pick number seven, Dodgers laying a run and a half versus Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm playing the L.A. All-Series. Why not, right? They're the class of the National League. Reds figure to be one of the worst teams in baseball. Need to win by two runs, but so what? L.A.'s three wins over Cincinnati last year, all by two runs or more. Last night's win by the Dodgers by six runs. Uh, laying a run and a half should not scare you off this one. It's just giving you a major discount. Love, 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 love the Dodgers. Uh, give me Cincinnati, uh, plus the one and a half runs. Opposite picks, NBA, Cleveland, plus two and a half against uh, Atlanta. New Orleans, plus four against the Clippers. Florida Panthers on the ice, minus a goal and a half against Winnipeg. The Mets, minus 250 against Arizona, despite our anti-celebration system. White Sox, minus 145 against the Devil Dogs. Brewers, minus 160 against St. Louis. Uh, and the uh, Reds, uh, plus the one and a half runs against the L.A. Dodgers. Opposite picks for tonight. That would be one Friday. Good Friday, April 15th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. And we will post those on the uh, front page of the website, as we always do, just to keep you uh, guys around. Uh, no sense pulling over on the side of the road if you're driving to work or not. 844-843-6879. We don't need any accidents. Uh, thank you very much. couple of things here before we uh, get back to the calls. First up, some uh, pyramid plays from yesterday. Where are we going with that? All right. Uh, yesterday, recap, we no NBA, obviously. Missed with Tampa Bay. We were laying a goal and a half, and they won by one, so that's not going to be a winner. Uh, did hit with the Bergeron shots on goal. We won with the Dodgers, and we said if you're only going to play one, it would be the Dodgers, and that was a winner. Our hockey shots on goal, we had a slew of them. Remember I told you we had about 17. So if you played them all, you won money. 10 and 7. Not a lot. And we, although we were headed for a monster day, we were 10 and 5. Uh, and uh, we ended up losing our two guys with Vancouver. And even before that, we were 9 and 5. 
Uh, and we ended up uh, winning one of our three guys with Colorado. So the last two games, we ended up going one and four. Uh, we would have been nine and three. Well, we were. We were nine and three heading into the, those last two games. Fudge. I mean, it is what it is. It balanced itself out. So we still won a couple of shackles. Not not too bad. Uh, you know, we'll take that. Anytime you can open up your statement with I only one, it's, it's a pretty good statement. So shots on goal so far for the year, 148 up, 105 down. If you're a $100 player, uh, you've collected about $2,500, depending on your vig not bad all right for tonight where are we going nba i think the best play but it, it's tough it really is uh it, it's a toss-up between atlanta and cleveland but i'll take the home team i don't think the clippers are gonna lose um give me the clippers minus the four uh as our best play of the day our best prop tonight Love over 25 and a half points, C.J. McCollum. Even though I got New Orleans losing, this guy went for 30-plus the other night. He's on this team. He knows he's the scoring guy. He's got to score. He's got to get at least 30. So uh, that's not a fluke. A lot of playoff experience. So I love over 25 and a half points, McCollum. NHL, I'm going to go under 7, Winnipeg, Florida. Hockey props over two and a half. Sam Bennett. We played him the last few times, and he's been good for us. So we're going to continue to ride him. Best uh, baseball play? Don't fight it, folks. Just just bet the Dodgers. You know, if you don't want to lay the big odds, fully understand. I would not. So I'm going to say lay the run and a half. If they happen to win by one, you know what? I'll tip my cap to them. But uh, they're ten times better than the Cincinnati team. They showed it again last night. And I think if you're only going to play one, the McCollum one is interesting. The Clippers are interesting, but I. You know, I would just play the Dodgers laying the run and a half. That, that, that's our best play of the day. A shot on goal. We only had the two games, but we'll use four guys. Uh, we'll go with Bennett, two and a half for Florida. Huberto, two and a half for Florida as well against Winnipeg. And uh, New Jersey takes on Montreal tonight. Uh, so we're going to go uh, over two and a half Jesper Pratt uh, for uh, the Devils and over two and a half Dougie Hamilton for the Devils as well as Montreal's one of the worst defensive teams in the NHL. So baseball yesterday, we went one and two with our series plays. So dropped our profits to eight and six plus 367. Not bad. You know, minus 90, though. We hit with uh, Detroit. We lost with St. Louis and, and uh, Toronto as the, the Blue Jays. What a weird series with New York. Three shutouts in that series. Toronto shut out twice, including last night. So today we're going to start uh, one, two, three, four, five series. We're going to play the underdog. These are live. Look for live dogs. I don't know how much, uh, how many times Philadelphia will be a dog against Miami, but we're going to play them against uh, the Marlins because the Marlins are getting, for some, for some crazy reason, a lot of love. I, I don't get it. So we're going to grab Philadelphia plus 105 at Miami. We're going to take Oakland plus 160 at Toronto. We're going to take Tampa Bay plus the 115 against the White Sox. We're grabbing St. Louis plus 135 against Milwaukee. And we're taking Atlanta even against San Diego. And we will play Philadelphia, Oakland, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Atlanta all weekend long. So even though we don't have shows on Saturday or Sunday, play those five teams. And uh, I'm telling you, we, we made over $1,000 last year when we were doing this uh, with the old morning show. So uh, keep playing these underdogs. And that's how you bet baseball the first month, month and a half of the season. Our open parlay, we hit yesterday with the Dodgers. So we won $36. Not a lot, but that's okay because it's a six-teamer. We're going to roll over our profit six times. So we take that $36 bucks and then $100, which is our unit. You determine what your unit is, obviously. And we're going to put $136 to win $52 on the Dodgers again. 
They're minus 260 against Cincinnati. I won't lay the run and a half. I won't get greedy with this thing because it rolls over quickly and it, it's going to build to be a couple thousand dollars when everything's said and done. So I'm not going to risk it. So 136 to win 52 on the Dodgers tonight. We're going to start another one. Uh, another 16 full unit open parlay. And we're going to put uh, over 25 and a half points, CJ McCollum from New Orleans. I do like that a lot. He he is, he's the guy. He got traded over there. He's kind of anointed himself as the star for that team. I would be real, real surprised if he didn't get 26 points. So I, I like CJ McCollum. We'll start that uh, number one. Our underdog open parlay lost yesterday with Atlanta. Thank you very much, uh, Braves. So we'll start a new one. We're 0 for 20. We, we need to, uh, we, we pissed away all our profits from our other one. So we're going to go with Arizona plus uh, 205, 200 against the Mets. We're going to use the anti-celebration uh, system here. I, I do like that system. And uh, you'd be surprised how many times team honoring someone, raising uh, banners to the rafters, retiring uniform numbers, when that team loses those games. It happens a lot, believe it, uh, or not. So uh, we'll, we'll use uh, Arizona here to start our, our new one. A um, couple of things here with the NBA. You know, I don't think we're going to get Ben Simmons. We got a lot of Ben Simmons stories here coming out, and we're seeing some pictures of him. We're seeing pictures of Zion. We saw pictures of Steph Curry. My pecking order of playing Curry, yes. Z Luca next. Then Zion. And then Ben Simmons. And I really don't think Simmons or Zion are playing. I really don't. And, and you know, Zion may be hurt. I don't know. The, the, the guy supposedly has a bad ankle, and they keep on showing him dunking the basketball. Now, he's only dunking once I get that. He weighs 450 pounds. He needs to put down the Twinkies. We told him that many times. But I, I don't, you know, if I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan, you're telling me you can't suit this guy up? Just a threat. I've always said this. Say it's a tie game. And you had the basketball, final possession, chance to win it. You're telling me you can't put Zion on the court and, and have him, even if he's just a decoy? Like, there are certain guys on the Pelicans you don't have to guard. You put Zion on the court, you're going to have to guard him, regardless of whether you think he's any good or not. And that would open up the court for the other guys. I don't what, – what is the harm in dressing this guy? I don't get it. And I got to tell you, with Ben Simmons, I wonder about whether it's really a back injury or a head injury. I wonder, is he a mental midget or what? Is it something really injured with him? Or does he does not want to handle the pressure of playing in an NBA game, especially the postseason? I really doubt it. I think it's the head, really, back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159 on this uh, Good Friday. Passover beginning on sundown. We got Easter on Sunday, obviously. You know, we nearly, nearly, nearly cashed a big ticket. Although I'm going to say I didn't, uh, but maybe somebody did. 
In fact, I, I had just the opposite. I told my guys on, on the podcast and the premium plays, you know, uh, and we hit a uh, 14 parlay, right? I was going to pay two to one. We were going to play the Bruins, Carolina, uh, Tampa Bay uh, in the hockey, and then the Dodgers. And I said, how is this going to lose? I mean, how is this possibly going to lose, right? Uh, well, <laughs> it, it found a way to lose. But I will tell you, Ottawa did beat Boston plus 230. Detroit did beat Carolina plus three to one. And Anaheim ended up losing to Tampa Bay in overtime as a plus 290 dog. Do you realize had that hit, had Ottawa beat Boston like they did and Detroit beat Carolina, but Anaheim ended up winning as well? That $100 bet would have paid $5,434. 54 to 1. I mean, when you think about, you know, I know Ottawa stinks and Detroit stinks, so throw hockey out of the equation. College basketball, college football. I mean, you get, you know, plus 230, 3-to-1 underdogs that win all the time, right? I mean, all that, that, that's like a 7, 7.5, 8-point underdog winning outright. You know, it's not that crazy of a notion, right? I mean, you imagine that, having those three, $5,400, 54-to-1. Even a $10 player would have won 543 bucks, and it came that close. An overtime loss by Anaheim to Tampa Bay dooms you in. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, sad news. You know, Mike Bossy, uh, word has passed away today. I know he had been dealing with a uh, sickness, injury, or illness. Uh, I heard that last week, and I, I guess he passed away today at the age of 65. One of the all-time great New York Islanders. Probably the greatest New York Islander ever. You know, a top 50 NHL player of all time. So, uh, that, that's sad. He's passed away today at the age of 65. Pro football, full circle. Joe Lisi, Ben Stevens coming up next right here at Sports Good Radio. We'll talk to you later on tonight, folks. Be safe.